May the Spirit be in our ears to hear and in our hearts to live. Amen. Please be seated. I'm sure all of you have had that experience of wanting to be a fly on the wall in that room. Could I just be a fly on the wall in that room when that committee met or when that person had that conversation? Or could I just be a fly on the wall? So I want to be a fly on the wall the day the liturgical committee decided to put five, not one, but two, but three, but four, but five parables about the kingdom of God in one Sunday service. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> five parables, each one we could just savor week after week. Five parables. All right, so let's get started. So let's, try the, let's look at the first two, what I call the investment parables. The parable of the treasure in the field and the, the parable of the pearl. And I like to call them the investment parables because it's so counterculture to the way we invest today. We want to have diverse, we want to diversify our portfolios, we want to have a balanced life, we want to do things in moderation. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's a little different. The economics are a little different. It's all, you sell all to have the treasure. It's an interesting turn, and it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around, and I'd like to invite us to remember a time when you wanted to sell it all for one thing. Can you recall a time in your life when you just wanted to give it all up just for that one thing? I was 13 years old when I first had that experience. I had been playing a crummy old dented flute in, in the school band. And my music teacher brought me a brand new, shiny, Selmer Omega, open key, low B key flute. My eyes grew big. I was so excited because I knew if I had that flute, I would be great. I would be great. I would be a great flutist. My musical ability would open up. I was seized with the desire and the lust, perhaps, of wanting that flute. And I went home and I told my mother about it and I, I sold her on what a marvelous daughter I would be if I could have that flute. How accomplished and proud I would be and how proud she would be of me and how it would just open up my cre creativity and why my life would be changed. It was my first attempt at fundraising. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> it started a long and an illustrious career. Anyway, we ended up getting the flute. I put in all my babysitting money she put in the balance, and it came to pass. I became quite an accomplished flute player during my school years. I learned many more instruments, and it truly did change my life to be a part of that musical experience. But what is it now for us? When do we really like give it all like that? We don't. We always hold a bit back. The only time we might give it all is maybe when we fall in love, and you see your beloved, and you just want to give it all up just to be with them job, place, where you live, it does, none of it matters. And the love pulls you out, pulls you towards what's important. So it is with the kingdom of God. When you find that treasure, the fellow sold all of, he, you know, sold all of what he had to buy the field, not just a little bit, the whole field. You know, the, the run-down old barn on the field, the brambles, the every, everything, the whole field, just to make sure that treasure was his the treasure in the field. So then we take a look at the yeast and the mustard seed parables. The yeast and the mustard seed, I love the yeast uh, parable because the kingdom of heaven is like 
yeast a woman takes and put in three measures of flour, three measures of flour is a lot of flour. It's about 80 pounds of flour. That'll make about 100 pounds of dough. That makes about 400 loaves of bread. All right, this is a, this is a big investment, but it just takes a little yeast to put into it to make it grow. And the fascinating thing about yeast and, and flour, those of you who are bakers know, you beat it down and it comes back up. You beat it down again and the yeast just thrives even more. Because the yeast lives off of the sugar molecules that are broken down by the enzymes in the starch and it just makes more. The more you break it down, the more it's there to grow. So the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast the woman puts into this huge amount of flour to make the dough because it rises and rises and rises and rises. The kingdom of heaven is like that. The kingdom of heaven is pervasive. It touches everything. And in a culture, remember last week we talked about how the culture was very separate. They really wanted everyone to be separate and pure. And there was a lot they had to go through to stay pure. It usually had to do with casting aside people or stoning them or something just to stay pure. And now Jesus comes along and says, no, the kingdom of God is in everything. It's all there. It's everywhere. God's working through everything. You can't stop it. The mustard seed, very tiny little seed. It's a little seed. Go down to this grocery store, look at it, shake it, a jar of mustard seeds. It's a little tiny seed. And that little tiny seed is buried in something very dark where things decompose and where there's death and darkness. And that little tiny seed sprouts and grows and grows and grows and you can't stop it. And you can't turn back. You can't take that big bush and that big tree and bring it back down into that seed. It grows. The kingdom of heaven grows. I think an example of this kingdom of heaven growing is that the, the good news that God values each one of us. And over the centuries, that idea of that you are valued, you are God's beloved, you are the child of God, that has grown into political ideals, has grown into the idea of democracy, has grown into the idea of human rights. It's continuing to grow. It's grown into social institutions. It grows. There's no going back. The kingdom of God is everywhere and it's pervading everything. And you are part of the solution. You are part of that kingdom. The mustard seed can't go back. It can only grow and be abundant. The yeast, it doesn't matter how much you beat it down, it's going to just make it bigger. The kingdom of God is everywhere. And I like to think of that yeast, the way it pervades the bread, the way it pervades through everything. That is, and you can't extricate it, you can't take it out. It's like what Paul says, that the kingdom, that nothing can separate us from the kingdom of God. Not power, not principalities, not life, nor death. Nothing can separate us. And my friends, that is good news. That is good news indeed. So be it. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread 
and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorNV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.